All right. There's our clock. Amen. Hey, God, we thank you for the time and the word this morning. Be with us as you, you have been this morning. Pray that each of us would be encouraged uh, through the message. In Jesus' name. Amen. So by a, either a show of hands or an amen or both, listen, to how many of you are saved? You're born again. You believe in the Lord Jesus. You have believed in him to save you from hell, to forgive you of your sins, to come into your life, to make you a new creation. How many of you this morning have, have found faith in Jesus that he is the Lord? He's the Messiah, your Savior, Almighty God. Amen or show of hands. Those are big statements. If, if those are true, then this message is for you. If those aren't true for you, then this message should be for you. Make that happen today. You know, give your life to the Lord. This morning, I want to read from Hebrews 12, too. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 2. I like it in the NIV. I, I read New King James regularly. I switch versions for different things. I, I like to do my devotions in the NLT. But this verse I like in the NIV because of the first couple words. It says, Let us fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith. Let us fix our eyes. The New King James, it, it, doesn't, say, it doesn't give a different translation, but it says looking unto Jesus. But I love that word, let us Fix our eyes. When you fix your eyes onto something, you're really, really looking intently. And, and that's what we need to do this morning. Fix our eyes on Jesus. He is the author of our faith and the finisher. Perfecter means that it's finished. There is nothing more we need added to our faith than Jesus Christ. And he is that. I, I've walked by the TV a few times in the last week. I've, I've read a few articles online, and I see war, and I see terrorist attacks. I see high unemployment and drought in the Midwest. I see our freedoms and rights as individuals in this nation, especially as Christians, being infringed upon, being challenged. I see just I see stupidity in the government and enforces. Rhode Island is going to cancel their father-daughter dance in a school because somebody doesn't have a dad, and she is now discriminated against. We have so much happening. Personally, we, we have car payments and mortgages to pay. We have health issues. We have family problems, marital difficulties. So many things are, are happening in the world and happening personally in our lives today. There is so much in this life vying for our attention. Who feels that? Constant. Screaming. Screaming at times. Look at me. Look at me. Whether it's the TV or a, a bill that's late or a family problem. Constant. It's a constant battle for us in order not to be consumed by those things. I mean, and it's really a battle to fight against it. Otherwise, we're just consumed, and then we're in a different kind of battle. We're in that fight 
and it's trying to distract us and to detour us from the important, from eternal areas in our life. This scripture in Hebrews 12, let us fix our eyes on Jesus, is the call to us in the midst of everything in our life today that's screaming for our attention. And the only hope is to look for Jesus and look to Jesus. And, and it's not just to look at Jesus. There's a difference between looking at something and looking to something. You know, all day long you drive and you walk and you look at things. But we don't want to just look at Jesus. And, and sometimes in Christianity, that's kind of how we approach it. We look at Jesus from afar. We, we think about Jesus. But we need to look to Jesus. Fix our eyes on Him and look to him. The difference would be if I'm on a platform and I need to get across a, a, a to the other side and there's a, a chasm, I think, of some of these fun, you know, sporting shows and stuff that you got to do all these crazy things. I can look at the other platform all day long, but at some point I need to look to it to catch me. And I'm, I'm, I'm putting a different element of my life involved in it. I'm looking to it going, okay, is it going to hold my weight? Am I going to make it? All of these things, rather than just standing back and going, that's a nice platform over there. We don't just need to look at Jesus going, well, that's Jesus over there. Isn't he great? But begin to look to him to be the author and finisher, the perfecter of our faith, the one who will hold us up, the one who has all things in this world under control. And right there I go, really? The world seems out of control. I mean, doesn't it? God is still in control. Nothing that's happening in your life or in the world today has God wringing his hands going, what am I going to do now? And that's, that should be comforting. It brings up a lot of questions, and that's a whole other message. The questions of God, why are these things happening? I don't know the why, but I'm, we shouldn't be surprised. The Bible says that in the end times, there will be wars and rumors of wars. The Bible speaks time and again that in this life, you will have tribulation. These things were written about. These things are nothing new. But God is still in control. But we need to fix our eyes on Him. And that is the battle that we face every day. Truly every moment. Battling with a an addiction, battling with an issue in a family or, or, or somebody who's sick, uh, fa family, peeps, people who are walking away from Jesus, to look to Jesus. Say, God, I, I trust you and I need you. I need to put all of my hope in you. The opposite of the list of things that I read a moment ago of the wars and terrorist attacks are, I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord, plans to prosper you, to give you a hope and a future. I will never leave you nor forsake you. Cast all your cares on Him, for He cares for you. As many stories in the world that we hear, and, and, and the internet and, and media being proliferated so much, has not helped us in our daily life. But as many things come at us to bombard us with negativity and fear and worry, God's Word stands apart and says, but I know the plans I have for you. Serve me. Follow me. He will walk through, walk through these issues with us if we look to Him. 
When we're just looking at him, I, 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 there's a, such a difference in my own life, and as as a as just frail and human, and maybe even as a man, a, a physical man, and not not a woman. I'm I'm egotistical and prideful, and I have the tendency to say, God, I got this one. And I look at Jesus and say, Jesus, you're awesome. And, I, and as, a, as a pastor, as a, as a minister, as a Christian, I say, Jesus, God, you're incredible. And yet, I do it myself. It's a constant battle to not only look at Jesus, but to begin to look at him. And if you have any trust issues in your life, then that just gets that much harder. And a lot of us have trust issues. We have to get through to begin to say, God, I'm going to trust you. I'm going to look to you. My way isn't working out the best. Your way is complete. No matter what the instance, fix your eyes upon Jesus. Jesus set us an example when he lived on the earth, an example on how to live our life on this great green and blue ball that we call earth. And, and, and in the scheme of things, we're so small. God is so immense. He gave us the example of the types of things to be concerned with, to, to be focused on. When he walked on the earth, he was concerned about his father's business. You know, but Jesus, when he was here, he, he had friends, he had family, he had to eat, he had to sleep. Jesus was an adolescent at one point in his life. Jesus was tempted and, try, and tried. He, he shared things common to man that he would relate. But he gave us an example. 100% human. Even though he was 100% God, he was 100% human on this earth. And what did Jesus teach? He said the Son can only do what he sees the Father doing. Jesus looked to God for His example, for His direction. And we should do the same, Jesus. Look to Him for example, for direction, for our help. The Bible says that He's a very present help in times of trouble. But we need to look to Him. Casting, always fixing our eyes. Think of the horses that ride and, and they, they have them here and with the little thing that goes around with Michael and he does his horses uh, uh, in, in the village. They have these blinders on because they don't, you don't want a horse to get distracted when it's pulling people so that they can fix their eyes on where they're supposed to go. We need to get spiritual blinders onto the things that God doesn't want us to be concerned with. We live in this world, yes, we have to do business in this world, but our focus needs to be on the things of God and, and the things that He would have us be a part of. And as we do that, he will direct us in how to live even day to day on this earth. Fixing our eyes. We need to be watching God just as Jesus did. 2 Corinthians 4.16 these, these scriptures can often be they're, they're faith statements it says, therefore, we do not lose heart. I don't know about you, but sometimes I read that and go, well, you might not, but I did. <laughs> therefore, we don't lose heart. Why? 
Though outwardly we are wasting away, inwardly we are being renewed day by day. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm of that age now where my body is in that process too. You know, I remember, you know, getting up to 25 and 30 and, and you just felt like you were just, just great. You, know, you, start, you hit 30, 35 and you actually start noticing your body is slowly wasting away. Inwardly, day by day we're being renewed. And that's a good hope. Our light and momentary troubles... I think, is he talking about our troubles? Because I'm sure some of you feel like your troubles are not very light. But in the scheme of things, they are. Paul knew what troubles were. The Corinthians Christians knew what troubles were. They were being persecuted, killed, burned out of their homes. But our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. So we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but what is unseen. For what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. <sighs> Jesus, help us. The circumstances, they're temporary. Now, things happening in those circumstances, people's souls are eternal. We are, we are the only thing that's eternal here. But we don't fix our eyes on the temporary, on the things that we see. Instead, we fix our eyes on what is unseen, the kingdom of God, the principles of the kingdom of God, His will for our lives. We're reminded through the past scriptures that the Bible calls us in different places. It says that you are strangers, that you are aliens in this place. It says that your citizenship is in heaven. It's not of here. And again, so much of my life I was impacted by living in Guatemala. But when we were in Guatemala, we were impacted to some degree by the things that were happening in the government. Um, Every time there's a, a presidential election in a third world country, people stay inside because riots happen. It's, it's just usually bad. And it be, because it's, it's just turmoil. So we, there was things that we had to be a little concerned with, but truly we knew that we weren't of that country. And that if it got really bad, we could go home. So much more when we live this life. Our citizenship isn't up here. You know, we're up in arms right now over this election. I mean, it's, it's wild. And, and you'll get every, every pundit and everybody get, having different opinions of what's going to happen in 2012 in the election and what that's going to mean for the next four years. And some people think that as long as we get somebody besides Obama in there, everything's going to be fine and... And other people are saying, it doesn't matter who wins this election. This nation is in for a, either a fast or a slow ride down the drain. I mean, there's just there's that feeling in the air. What are we going to do? What's the economy going to do? Our citizenship is in heaven. We receive our food from heaven. 
We have to fix our eyes on Jesus and begin to trust Him and begin to rely on Him. Now, that doesn't mean that we just live haphazardly. We fix our eyes on Jesus. How do we do that? We have to be very careful not just to be emotional Christians. We can just say, oh, God is great and He's going to provide for me. So I'm going to go buy, out and buy a new plasma TV and I'm going to do all these things because, you know, if it does go bad, God's going to provide. That's not necessarily what He's wanting us to do. We fix our eyes on Him. And how do we know the Lord? How do we get to know Him? Well, we know Him through prayer, talking to Him. But a great way of knowing Him, probably the biggest revealed way of knowing Him is through His Word. So we can't fix our eyes upon Jesus to be our help without understanding who He is through His Word. His revealed Word, it, it gives us His character. It, it teaches us how to live in this world. And we'll even find in here that, that we're supposed to be wise. That He says that we're supposed to be good stewards with the things that we do have. We do know that there's, there's stories that God called Joseph to stockpile food so that during the rough times, the nation could be fed. So as we're looking at turmoil in the nation, I'm not saying don't plan and don't prepare. If God is leading us to be wise, which He always is, we should be prepared for things to go bad. But we don't put our focus there. We don't live in worry. We know that God has to be our provider. Even if we're prepared, He is our provision, not our preparedness. This, this fine line of, of just trusting in God and, and living haphazardly to being overly concerned and fix your eyes on Jesus. Who is He? Well, He says that He's going to provide. He's going to take care of us. He's, I read the Scripture says, I've never seen the righteous begging for bread. But I've, I've, I've seen Him a little bit hungry. seen Him a little bit thin. And I've definitely seen him not knowing where the meal was coming from. But God will provide. Just not the way we always believe. We need to fix our eyes on Jesus, not on the problems. Fix our eyes on Jesus, not, not on the bills. God calls us to be faithful and good stewards, but we don't focus on the, the late payments. But we do live righteously and uprightly. Fix our eyes on Jesus, not on religion. Fix our eyes on Jesus, not on the, the church as an institution. We look to each other as the body of Christ to walk this life with us, but we look to Jesus. You know, we need to fix our eyes on Jesus, not even on the miracles that, that I, I desire to see. And I, I, I desire to see things happening more and healings and miracles, but we need to fix our eyes on Jesus, not on the pastor. Fix your eyes on Him, not, not on your spouse. Because in this, in this world, one day can be this problem and the next the other. Go back to some of the most hard times and times of your life that you were in the greatest distress. Unless it was just this year or this week. You, you look back and go, wow, that was a really hard time, but... That's so long ago. If there's something that happens when you get away from that, you, you remember the events and you go, wow, that was really hard, but I don't feel it anymore. 
you got came through it. See, we'll go from one trial, from one problem to the next. And if we allow those problems to overwhelm us and take us out, then we're, we, we're of no effect and no help. Jesus, fix our eyes on Him. He doesn't change. Today could be a great day financially and tomorrow could be bad. We know that for many of you probably five years was a great year financially. And this year, not so much. But we look to God. Lord, continue to provide for us. No matter what's going on. We're going to see cultural changes quicker and quicker. I'm amazed at how quickly the culture has changed in my lifetime and, and just before my lifetime looking at, 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 at the TV shows and, and how there would be a culture for hundreds of years that was very little unchanged and then we got into the 1900s and, and the culture started changing to be completely different cultures within a few years between the music and the politics and the, and the things and now it seems like, like every couple of years there's a whole new culture out there with new language and new music and new ethics and new morality. But Jesus never changes. His ideals for us, His way up for us to live and serve Him and walk in righteousness doesn't change. He calls us to live holy lives. He calls us to live apart from the world, not conforming to the world's ways and the world's standards throughout all the cultures. We're always to live apart from that, looking to Him to be our, our Savior. Looking to Him to be our help. Praise the Lord. I'm so thankful that He doesn't change. I'm sentimental. When the movie theater in the village closed, I got sentimental about it. And I, I, I went there as a kid growing up. It was just the same. It's gone. You know, some of you, I've, I've had things change. And you kind of long for yesteryear. But as we fix our eyes on Jesus, He doesn't change. His love for you never changes. His plan for you to give you hope and a future and love and support, it, it doesn't change. Thank God He is, James 1.17 says, the Father of heavenly lights who does not change like shifting shadows. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. But what will we do in these, in these times? Church, we have to fix our eyes on Jesus. Knowing Him through His Word is, is so important. Because the, the world is, is teaching us and our beliefs are being questioned. Our morality is being questioned. And I see people swaying. I see believers swaying in their belief systems of what is right and what is wrong and how God wants us to live. Hebrews 13.9 encourages, don't be carried away by all kinds of strange teachings. Don't be carried away. The Word of God is going to stand and we need to fix our eyes on Him and through His Word. Easier said than done but it's a discipline. You know, there is no quick fix. There's no easy answers in this, in this life. Week in, week out, we'll come together as a body of Christ and we'll get together in our life groups and 
and the message doesn't really change. We need to spur each other on and encourage each other. Let's look to Jesus. Let's walk this together. Stand with each other. Pray for each other. Comfort her. Comfort one another. See, as somebody around you maybe is, is going through a, a really tough time and they can't see up from down. You ever been there? You just... And somebody, somebody comes up and bless their heart. They say, you know, it's not that bad. You just want to choke them in Jesus' name. You know. But then you get out of that moment and you look back yourself and you go, it wasn't that bad. Right? Have you been there? And then you feel dumb. Because it was, it was the whole world was ending in that moment. That's just something that we deal with in these physical bodies. When, we say, when I say look to Jesus, it's not just for us to go up to people that are suffering like that and go, look to Jesus. But it's up to us to go, look to Jesus. And what does Jesus say? Comfort them. Bear their burden. Love them. Be their strength when they're weak. Not just to be the look to Jesus police. Be Jesus. Bring healing and love. Every day, it's a choice. Will I look at my problems? Or will I look to Jesus? Every day. We're going to end by singing a song this morning. It's not a new song. So many of you will know it. And it's just a a song of looking to Jesus. It's kind of an admonition. As we sing it to each other, because it's really one of those sing to each other songs. As we sing it to each other, let us also hear the words as an encouragement to do it. Did we get the words? We don't have the words, but I think you might know it. Give us a good key. Let's sing to each other and receive this as our closing admonition and encouragement. Look for it.
Father, we turn our eyes to you this morning. God, and we want the things of this earth to, to fade out as we see your brightness and your glory. We thank you for the word of God that says we lift our eyes up to the mountain. Where does our help come from? Our help comes from you, maker of heaven, creator of this earth. God, we thank you that you've given us your word to walk this life and that your word can be a lamp to our feet and a light to our path. We choose to fix our eyes on you to be our everything today and ask that you would remind us each day, each new morning. Let's sing that again. Turn your eyes upon Jesus. Look full in His wonderful face. Thank you, Lord. And the things of earth will grow strangely dim in the light of His glory and grace. As we leave today, let's be Jesus. As we look to Him, let's be Jesus to one another. Encourage each other and help one another on this, on this crazy walk. We thank you, God, for one another. And we thank you for your word and your presence in our life. Thank you for the hope that you give us. We trust you today in Jesus' name. Amen.